You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Hello everybody and welcome to Essential Apple Podcast Supplemental Apple Event Special. Just me talking. Um, I may well fall over myself like a complete idiot because I'm not used to doing solo shows, but we'll give it a go. Well, uh, Tuesday was of course the event, the one we've all been waiting for. What did we all make of it? Well, it was a bit of a grab bag, really, wasn't it? All sorts of things going on. Um, first thing that caught my attention, all the pundits were wrong. All those ludicrous rumours we've been hearing about reverse charging and pencil support and all sorts of other ludicrous unicorn-powered features, none of them were real. And did anybody notice how, just before... Um, in probably about the last 12 hours running up to the event, there was a lot of backpedalling from the uh, prognosticators. A lot of side bets going on, going, oh, Apple, Apple have pulled X feature at the last minute. Cobblers, cobblers, people. What that is, is people like Ming-Chi Kuo uh, putting out there all sorts of uh, rumoured or speculated features. And then when it gets to the last minute, and it looks like they're going to be wrong, they put out a tweet or, a, you know, another prediction saying Apple have pulled this feature or it might not make it to this model. The model specs were finalised months ago. All this last minute pulling of features is rubbish. It's absolute codswallop. What they're doing is covering their asses so that they can say whatever happens effectively, they can go, look, I was right. And if something doesn't appear that they've um, they've predicted, it's not that they've got it wrong. Oh, no, it's Apple's fault because Apple didn't manage to put it in. Rubbish. Right. Having got that off my chest, what did we get? Um, well, we got a look at uh, the arcade um, price wise, $4.99 for what was it? Up to six people. Um, a family pack. Not bad. Not bad if you're into that sort of thing. Um, could be good, could be good if you like that kind of stuff. The games they showed looked a bit kind of iPhone casually for my taste. Doesn't make them bad, just means not necessarily something that really appeals to me. That said, $4.99 is not a lot, is it? You know, um, if these games turn out to be any good, if they start um, giving you access to some quality titles, then maybe. Um, I'm sure it will fly. It will certainly, I'm sure, fly well enough to keep uh, Apple happy and no doubt the, uh, you know, the developers that they've employed. So um, I guess that's, you know, it's not going to be the next big thing, is it? It's not going to be the next big thing, but it could earn a few coins on the side, a bit of pocket change for Apple. Um, and anything that helps make the platform sticky is good. So that's good. Um, and of course, 
They announced earlier in the year the fact that you would be able to use your Xbox controller or your PS4 controller. So no need anymore to go out and buy, what was it, the Steel Fish or whatever it was and spend another 30-odd quid. Um, I'd like to see some games with a bit more uh, bite, you know, a bit more to them than the uh, sort of things they showed. But that's me. That's me. And uh, I'm, there's a huge market for, you know, casual gamers for the endless runners, for the simple platformers. So that that could be a goer. Uh, not probably my cup of tea, but that doesn't really mean anything at all. Um, then we got to have a look at TV+. Plus. Um, nicely again, brought in at $4.99, um, undercutting Disney and their, you know, their new offering. Um, definitely way undercutting uh, Netflix. But, of course, we know very little about... Uh, this Apple streaming service at the moment. We know very little about the amount of content. We don't even really know a lot about the content. However, again, $4.99, that's almost impulse purchase. They probably only have to get one or two shows that catch your attention to make it worthwhile. Um, you know, I happily pay, what is it, about £15 a month for Netflix. Um, do I watch Netflix all the time? No, I don't. Do I watch um, Netflix enough to feel that it's worth that money? Yes, I do. I watch enough movies on there. There's a few series I watch. Um, it's like the Amazon videos. Do you know? Would I pay for Amazon videos on their own? Probably not. Uh, do you know? Would I pay for the Amazon Premium videos? Uh, no, I would not. But if I'm already paying for Prime and I get those chucked in, is that something I would make use of? Yes, it is. Again, so $4.99 could be a goer. Um, depends on the content, doesn't it? It really depends on the content. But um, more than one person has said this at the right price, and I think $4.99 is, you know, coming in at the right sort of price. It's not like choosing... Should you go with Virgin or should you go with Sky? It's not like, should you, uh, you know, have cable or should you have satellite? It's it's an add-on, isn't it? Four ninety nine is like, I have I have Sky. Am I prepared to pay another four ninety nine a month to have, you know, the what is it, the Sky Atlantic channel or the whatever shows the HBO shows? Yeah, it's a top up. It's almost a top-up fee. So, I, again, this might not be the biggest thing ever, but it will help, you know, cement Apple's uh, position, I think. And if they can get some really good show, Let's face it, they only have to come up with one really good show. We all know that. They only have to come up with one killer, you know, grab you by the ghoulies and swing you around the room hit. HBO did it with Game of Thrones. Other people have done it with other shows. If you can get one show that hooks people, then that will probably justify the price of, you know, that uh, service alone. We don't know yet. I mean, obviously, we've got uh, we've got C. They're promoting that heavily. Um, there's rumours that they're doing a, found, uh, a foundation series by Asimov. That could be, uh, you know, that could be a catcher. Um, I don't know. I still don't know what I think about Apple TV+. Plus. At the moment, would I put my hand in my pocket to watch it? Probably not. 
but they'd only need to get one decent show that really dragged me in, and I probably would. Um, after that, obviously, what else did we have? We had, of course, the phones. We had the phones. Um, iPhone 11, uh, obviously a replacement for the 10R. Uh, a very nice, solid upgrade, I thought. Uh, added a second, uh, added a second camera. Added some nice features, faster processor. Um, not earth-shattering, but they dropped the price by about fifty dollars. The entry price went down by fifty dollars. I did notice during the keynote they did not mention the storage tiers of the phones, and I'll come back to that in a minute. But for the iPhone 11, the storage tiers are 64, 128, 256. Very nice. You know, most people can get by with 64. If you can't, go up to 128. If you really feel that you need it, there's a 256 option. Nice, solid upgrade. Very nice looking phone. Um, the one thing I will say is... We saw all those horrible, horrible um, predicted renders with a big uh, square lump on the back with a big black glass cover on it, the thing that looked absolutely grotesque. Um, you might have heard me say uh, in the past that I didn't think that that was a very Apple-esque uh, kind of presentation and that there were a few people who did renders where the bump was colour-matched and we just had three lenses or two lenses uh, in the 11 um, on a colour bump. And that is what Apple went for. And whilst not exactly the most beautiful thing in the world, it's a lot more aesthetically pleasing, I thought, than those awful posited things with big black squares on. A um, lot of uh, fuss was made about the fact that the Apple logo has now moved down to the centre of the back rather than its previous position. Well, really? Uh, really? Are you that? <laughs> really? Um, it's the Apple logo and it's sitting now in the middle rather than sort of one third of the way down. whoop de doo um, Nice phone. I won't be upgrading to it. It's not a big enough jump from the 10R for me. And uh, as you know, I'm on a three-year contract, so I won't even be changing my phone next year. But that's not the point. It's a good, solid phone. Certainly, if you're coming from, say, the uh, you know the 7 or the 8, I think that's a really nice uh, option. It's got the uh, liquid retina and uh, a whole bunch of other things which come pretty much on a par from the uh from the 10r but it's got you know the, the, a slew of updates which make it a a good solid yearly incremental update i know there'll be a lot of snark all over the internet saying you know nothing innovative not enough not cheap enough all the usual stuff we get people all the usual stuff well i don't think that matters these were a good set of uh, yearly updates maybe next year we will be getting something a bit different maybe we won't let's worry about next year when it comes around shall we um then of course we had the pro and the pro max um obviously replacing the xs and the XS Max, or 10S, 10S Max, take your pick. Um, again, good, solid updates. A um, lot of talk about the lovely new, you know, A13 Bionic. Man, is that a chip and a half? Look at the improvements over the A12 Bionic. 
How they keep on doing this, I do not know. Um, they wheeled out the silicon guy to talk about the chip. Um, okay, maybe he wasn't the most interesting speaker in the world, but, you know, he looked like the sort of guy who spends his life locked in a laboratory staring down at an electron microscope at the tiny seven nanometer circuits. However, um, I thought it was good they brought him on. I thought it was good actually they brought on a whole load of people. Um, interestingly, most of them were only referred to by their first names. Did you notice that? Interesting. However, um, both the phones I thought were good updates. Prices I think held basically the same. But here, they again, they didn't mention the storage tiers. I've looked at this uh, since the event. There's a nasty little catch uh, if you go for the Pro. The Pro is available with 64 gig of storage as a starter. Fair enough. Some of us would say 64 really is a little bit too little. But, you know, I get by with a 64 uh, gig phone and uh, it's less than half full so actually and you know if you take a lot of photographs i i understand that i don't so that's a whole different matter um but here is the nasty get you by the short and curlies and give it a twist if you want more than 64 gig uh, of storage on your pro you are going to have to spring straight to 256 no 128 in the middle. That's a considerable price hike over the basic um, Pro starting price. Considering it's already starting at nearly uh, $1,100, you might find yourself wincing. A uh, little bit of a gouge there, I thought. A definite, you know, catch them. They think, yes, oh, I could probably go a little bit more if I need a bit more storage. Ah. Uh, Wow, yeah, you're likely to get shafted $200 if you need a, a storage upgrade on that. Other than that, pretty happy with that whole uh, that whole deal. Um, we had then, of course, the iPad 7. Um, what I've recently been taken to referring as the basic iPad, the $329 iPad, call it what you will. Um, that's been a bloody good deal for the last uh, year or so, certainly since they introduced it with the pencil support and everything that goes with it. Um, the upgrades in this model still at 329 That is a stunningly good price for what they're offering now. Um, and I am beginning to think that the iPad is starting to become Apple's gateway device. It's the it's the device that people are picking up, and that is what is dragging them into the iOS uh, ecosphere because it's the cheapest, pretty much the cheapest product you can pick up now. Um, and it's a hell of a machine for the money. It really is. And now you're talking about a 10.2 Retina screen um, iPad with uh, pencil support uh, and all the rest. Oh, talking about... Um, Upgrades, of course, I forgot to mention all of the phones now have that surround sound, um, you know, Dolby Atmos-esque, uh, you know, shaped stereo. Clever, clever stuff. Nice. That would be nice. That would be very nice indeed. Um, the iPad, you know, they're saying 60% of people who buy that iPad are new to the iPad. And that probably means new to Apple. 
that machine i be- am beginning to believe is replacing the you know venerable get yourself a, a 12 or 13 inch or was it 11 or 12 inch uh macbook air um i i don't know i just beginning to feel that from something which was touted as going to change the world then everybody was oh you know tablets are a bloody failure um now tablets seem to be settling down and i just get the impression that tim was kind of hinting that that ipad is becoming the replacement and don't forget at 329 dollars you are you are certainly competing with chromebooks with budget end windows pcs uh, you know laptops you know the real cheap and cheerful ones that you can pick up and you are buying a really incredibly powerful piece of kit for that money so that i thought was a really really good solid upgrade um was this event world shattering no it wasn't but i don't think we need world chat do we need world shattering every year i don't think we do what we want a lot of the time is good solid uh, incremental improvements which we can see are moving platform forward moving the ecosphere forward um appealing to a solid user base something that um people feel they can rely on and you know sometimes slow and steady wins the race so pretty good i was pretty pleased with this um no mention obviously of ipad pros no mention of macs quite likely i would have thought that we're going to get another event probably late october i would guess that might cover the pros and maybe you know this rumored 16 inch screen jammed into the 15 inch uh, macbook chassis could be uh, uh, interesting of course we got the uh, the watch 5 another solid upgrade um i was quite surprised when they said always on screen and it got almost no reaction um i thought that you know i'm not saying uproarious applause and a standing ovation but um people it was almost like people yawned at that uh, but very very strange um again another nice uh update i'd very much like the fact that they now have the watch studio you can choose your watch uh, your body, you know, whether it's titanium, aluminium, black, silver, um, and you can pick your own strap. You're no longer restricted to this, you know, silver with a white strap, black with a black strap. If you want this kind of um, thing, you have to buy that. No, you can go in and you can say, I want, uh, you know, I want a silver, aluminium, 38 millimeter, and I want to have a blue leather modern buckle uh, strap and uh, just you know that's nice that's nice um also the three is still available um they're keeping the three on the table and they're bringing the retail price of that down to 199 dollars that again i think is a very sharp move people who um have been intrigued by the watch but aren't prepared to lay down you know three four hundred dollars 
um, $199. If they could get that down to $150, and I'll be honest, um, in this country you have places like John Lewis Partnership, I'm sure. Um, in the US you've got other places like Target, I think, Carry, Apple stuff, who might, you know, towards the holiday season be looking to uh, shave a bit more off that. Uh, if you could get that down to, say, $150, that is going to be a goer, I think. Um, Similarly, I noticed the 10R is not being taken off the table. So again, uh, more price conscious. In fact, uh, I think the 10R and the 8 are still available. Um, I think the 8, I'm not sure if it was the 8 or the 8 Plus, is going to be available for, what is it, about $450 starting price. Um, so yeah, it's slightly older tech, but if you're a price-sensitive customer, either coming in at the ground floor or, uh, you know, coming forward from maybe a six, um, that gives you a fairly wide window now. You know, you've got phones from eight, about 450 for um, an eight, all the way up to whatever the top of the Pro Max range is, what? probably $1,500, let's say. That's a pretty wide uh, spectrum. And uh, again, the watch now, you can, you know, brand new, go in and pick one up for 199 All right, that would be the 38, I'm guessing. Um, the 42 is probably a bit more, maybe 229 or something. But again, that kind of price is much more palatable um, for more price-sensitive customers or for people who are unsure, people like me who might want to, you know, I was intrigued by the watch when it came, first came out. I was not prepared to spend three, four hundred pounds. I waited until I could pick up a second-hand one for £150, and I've been very pleased with it. Um, horses for courses. I still have my Series Zero, and I very much like it. I would quite like to move up a bit if they could get the Series 3, if I could get hold of a Series 3 42mm for, you know, 150 160 quid. I would go for that. Um, I really like the 5. I really do. The uh, always on screen, you know, all the features that go with that, the EKG, the, all of that stuff. I'd love it. I cannot justify the money. If I had that sort of money laying around, I'd probably be putting it into um, an iPad, to be honest. I'd be, you know, that sort of money, uh, $350, £350, pounds, I would probably be investing that in one of the new iPads. But there we go. I thought overall a good uh, a good keynote, uh, not too long, not too tedious, didn't feel padded, didn't feel dragged out. Um, no, a nice, a nice uh, set of upgrades. And I thought uh, a good solid step into uh, 2020. So uh, that's my take. Feel free to, uh, you know, do the usual. Put, uh, hit me up on Twitter. All the usual stuff, leave comments on the website, uh, whatever. Uh, join me in the Slack room where we've had a fair bit of discussion over the last day or so about uh, what we think of it all. Um, all you have to do is go to the website, look on any of the shows, you'll find the link, um, and all you have to do is follow the link to join the Slack room. Anyway, that's it. That's me and my solo show of uh, impressions of the keynote. 
and uh, I'll be back with the regular show later. Uh, Ashley Houston on Sunday, so look forward to that. See you later, gang. You've been listening to the Essential Apple Podcast. And I'd like to say if you enjoy the show and would like to support us, feel free to go over to the website essentialapple.com and you will find links to both Patreon and the Pinecast Tips Jar where you can make a donation towards the costs of the show uh, or even if you're really keen, you could set up a recurring payment. And thank you very, very much to all the people who already do support us. We really do appreciate you very much indeed. This show is, of course, part of the My Mac Podcasting Network, where you can find a variety of other shows like the My Mac Podcast with Guy and Gaz, the G-Men, Tech Fan with Tim and David, the Nintendo Club Podcast, the Geekiest Show Ever, the Three Geeky Ladies, uh, Bart Bouchotts and his wonderful Let's Talk Apple, and possibly some more that I forgot. So why not go over to mymac.com, take a look at the available podcast, and take a listen. <laughs> hey, Tim. Huh? Tim, we're going to do the show. Oh, I'm, dude, I'm playing Boba Fett Pinball, man. But, Tim, it's time for us to record Tech Fan. Well, this is about... Oh, dang it. Oh, it went in the Sarlacc pit. I hate when that happens. Tim, um, Tim I know you like pinball, but we need yeah. to do our show. We okay. need to talk about technology and, and gadgets uh, and even video games, even pinball. And, oh, did you say something about pinball? Yeah, I did, but you weren't listening. Mm, I think I'm going to... Oh. Yeah, uh, Tech Fat. I think it's going to be a solo show. Go Boba Fat! Oh. Huh? I'm sorry. I'll put this down. What? Let's record a show. It's the Tech Fan Podcast. Essential Apple Podcast. Goodbye and thank you for listening.